Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Good morning, everybody. I hope you all are having a great Thursday so far and a great week post-Easter. Um, man, we dove back into the book of Numbers, and so we're going to be diving into uh, Numbers 32 today, Numbers 32. So if you're ready to go, you're ready to go, and uh, we're going to dive into this. We're going to see what um, kind of craziness is going on here and what really uh, is transpiring here with um, uh, with Israel. And so they're at this point where... Uh, just to kind of catch everybody up, they're at this point where basically everybody that had been pulled out of Egypt, that Moses had led out of Egypt, all of them have pretty much died <laughs> at this point, minus Moses, um, and uh, they're about to cross the River Jordan uh, into the Promised Land, um, and God is, you know, Moses will die just before, sorry if that's a spoiler alert, right there but um you know we're we're getting into that where it's the next generation that's going to carry on the promise of the lord after spending uh 40 years in the wilderness uh we have all of this going on and uh, they're about to go in and we see some craziness uh coming from a couple of the tribes uh, and so we're going to get into uh chapter 32 here um but before we dive in let's pray uh, and let's invite the Lord to teach us this morning. Amen. Um, Father, we just we just ask you to come to us this morning as we dive into your word, as we dive into uh, your history, your uh, what your people have done, and just show us um, what you have for us this morning. Show us the lessons you have uh, for us to take away, to um, enrich our mind, and uh, draw our hearts closer and closer to you, uh, even more so. Uh, Lord, may we just learn from uh, your word this morning. Uh, surrender myself to you uh, this morning as this be your word and not mine. Uh, teach me as well as all everybody on this call and everybody that is listening further on. Uh, Lord, we love you and we pray this in your precious name. Amen and amen. All right. This is a long, <clears throat> long chapter. Um, I'm going to kind of read, and as I read, I'll probably break into certain areas into um, like what is what they're really saying and kind of some ideas. So it, it'll be broken up as we read through. Um, but I'm reading out of the NLT, um, verse 1, chapter 32. The tribes of Reuben and Gad owned vast numbers of livestock. All right. Um, big deal here. There are primary herders of the 12 tribes they huge amounts of livestock right so when they saw the lands of gazer and gilead this is the east side of the jordan that they're on they have not crossed they're going west over the jordan river into the promised land um were ideally suited for the flocks and herds 
they came to Moses, Eleazar the priest, and the other leaders of the community. They said, notice the towns of a Torah, Deborah, um, Jazer, Nimra, uh, Hezbon, Eliyahu, uh, Sibma, uh, Nebo, and Beon. The Lord has conquered this whole area for the community of Israel, and it is ideally suited for all of our livestock. If we have found favor with you, please let us <clears throat> uh, let us have this land as our property instead of giving us land across the Jordan River. And this is this is where it's like, do you know what you're asking? And so. Do you intend, and this is Moses speaking, do you intend to stay here while your brothers go across and do all the fighting? Moses asked the men of uh, Gad and uh, Reuben. Why do you want to discourage the rest of the people of Israel from going across to the land the Lord has given them? Your ancestors did the same thing. When I sent them from Kadesh Barna to explore the land, this was when, remember back that uh, Moses sent out uh, individuals to go check everything out. Hey, go go check this land out. Come back with a report. And majority of them came back like, oh, no, we're just we're just nasty little bugs. These uh, people are huge and they're much mightier than us. And this this doesn't look good for us, man. I don't know how we're going to conquer this. And it just it created this whole animosity. It created this whole level of discouragement in the uh, in the community. And we got to understand that the biggest thing that Mo what Moses is understanding here is that your actions, your attitudes, and your words have effects on other people. Too often we don't think that we have any effect on other people. I'm not a leader. I'm not whatever. I'm just me. Uh, like, woe is me. Like, it's, I'm not a big deal. Why do people react if I do something, say something, or have an attitude about something? Why do people have some, why, what do you mean? Like, it's, it's just me. I'm just me. You, you need to, like, do your own thing. I'm like, I'm sorry. Guess what? Every single one of you has a level of influence on other people in some way, shape, or form. So how is that influence going to be used? And Moses is very concerned here that is, why do you want to discourage the rest of the people? Look, if you two want to, if you two tribes want to stay here, and it's actually two and a half, um, if you guys want to stay here, see what that's going to do to the rest of the community. You guys, we're right here. We're on the 10-yard line, right? Football, we're on the 10-yard line. We're about to cross the River Jordan. We got a little bit of more fighting to do and then touchdown, this is our land. And you guys are saying you want to stay on the east side of the river. You guys want to stay back here because your sheep like it? Because your cattle like it? Like it, it, there's like this level of like Moses is frustrated right here. Moses is rem like, I'm trying to tell you, this is what your dad did. This is, you know, what uh, your grandpappy did. 
they messed this up. Don't mess this up. I, you don't, you guys got to understand. After they went up to the valley uh, of Eskel and explored the land, they discouraged the people of Israel from entering the land the Lord was giving to them. Then the Lord was very angry with them, and he vowed, all of those I rescued from Egypt, no, <clears throat> no one who is 20 years old or older will ever see the land I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, for they have not obeyed me wholeheartedly. I want that to be our word today, wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. The only exceptions are Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and <clears throat> the Kizanite, and Joshua, son of Nun. From they have wholeheartedly followed the Lord. There's a level that the fullness of the blessing the Lord wants to give you will not come to pass if you are not wholeheartedly following the Lord. When you are not wholeheartedly following the Lord, the fullness of his blessing and will in your life is not going to happen. His will will happen. It'll get, trust me, like the people go into the uh, into the promised land. His will happens. You just may not be a part of it. You just may not get the full blessing of it. You just may not be fully there and present for it. If you are, I'm with you, God, but you know what? I got to, I got to make sure that I'm taken care of. That's not your job, actually. Your job is to follow the Lord. The Lord's job is to provide and take care of you. You follow the Lord wholeheartedly. God will show you the way. God will show you how his provision is going to come about. God will show you what needs to go on. Your job is to wholeheartedly follow the Lord. But when we don't, we get stuff like this, where Reuben and Gad, these two tribes, and it's also the uh, half of the tribe of Manasseh also is included in this as we read on. They are like, you know what? They're, they're, I, I'm not believing that God knows what I need. I see this land and it's what my cattle need. It's what my sheep need. It's what all my herds need. This right here, we're good. We're good right here. And who you know you've done this. Every I've done this. I've done this in my life where I go, you know what? We're good right here. I'm going to stop right here. I know that that's the bigger goal. I know that that's the bigger thing to go towards. I know that that's the harder thing to continue to fight, to continue to go forward, that God's promise is on the other side of the river, and there's still a little bit of fighting I have to do to get the fullness of what God has. I know this. I've been journeying for a long time with, but you know what? I'm tired. My sheep look good to go. I'm good here. I'm compromising. I'm compromising. I'm, you know what? I'm good. I'm just, 
I'm, I'm done. I can't, I don't want to, I don't want to continue. I know God wants me to get, I'm not going to continue. And we've all been somewhere where we've compromised in our life for, you know, I know the better thing is to go forward. I know the better thing is to continue to fight. I, I'm, but I'm good here. This is, this is what I want. They're making the decision that this is what I need in my life versus believing what God knows you need in your life. It's just this whole idea of, eh, we're good. Realize at the very beginning of this, did Reuben and Gad go to Moses and say, is this God's will for us? Is, does, is God okay with us? They said, no, our sheep look really happy here. We're going to stay here. Not even other people. This is this is goats. This is a- other animals. That's like you saying, like, look, I'm not going to move because my dog is really happy right here. I'm 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 really good because my dog likes my house. I'm not going to move. I don't I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say I can't move because my dog or my cats. It just sounds foolish. It's it's pretty foolish because guess what? God knows what you have. God knows that they have all this livestock. Don't you think he would be like, I'm going to take care of you on the other side? This whole chapter, God doesn't speak. This is Moses speaking. And in here, and I'm reminded when I went through this that... um, This is kind of like when Jesus was getting questioned by the Pharisees and they questioned him and said, well, why did um, in the law of Moses say that we could divorce anytime we wanted? And Jesus pointed back and said, Moses knew you were hard of hearts and allowed this to happen. And so this is kind of an area where, as we read on, Moses is allowing this to happen because of their foolishness and hard hearts. They didn't come to seek wisdom from the Lord. They just went to Moses and say, hey, we're going to be good here. So let's read on. Uh, Verse 13, the Lord was angry with Israel and made them wander in the wilderness for 40 years until the entire generation that sinned in the Lord's sight had died. But here you are, a brood of sinners, being doing exactly the same thing you are making the lord even angrier with israel if you turn away from him like this and he abandons them again in the wilderness you will be responsible for destroying the entire nation understand your actions have more power and influence than you think they do what you post what you say what you do and don't do whatever it influences other people it spreads an attitude it spreads a seed of something and plants a seed somewhere in other people if you are having a negative attitude how quickly is it for you to find other people with a negative attitude super quick because guess what that misery attracts company right it gets it spreads super quick you don't you could find somebody that's even having a decent day and you can mention something that's terrible, they will be like, 
man, I've got something terrible too. Let's bond together through terribleness right now. It, it spreads so nastily and so quickly. I don't know if nastily is a real word. <laughs> it, we have to watch what we do and say and how we say it. it it's, it's such a big deal. Sometimes we, oh, well, I meant it this way. It doesn't matter what you meant it by. What it's actually doing is potentially causing further division. And there's a, and Moses is very concerned because this is the same thing with us today in church. There's a big concern when division is sown in the body. When division is sown within the body of Christ, when division is sown within the kingdom of God, when there's animosity or there's issues or there's something where it's like, nah, I'm going to do my own thing. You're going to influence people to maybe do their own thing too, which is not in God's will. And that becomes a bigger problem. Well, I'm just doing me. I didn't, I didn't ask them to come with me, but you influenced them through your actions, through your words. Very, this is Moses is very, very concerned with what the repercussions of this are, are going to do. Verse 16, but they approached Moses and said, we simply want to build pens for our livestock and fortified towns for our wives and children. That's all we want to do. Come on. It's okay. Then we will arm ourselves and lead our fellow Israelites into battle until we have brought them uh, safely to their land. Meanwhile, our families will stay in the fortified towns we built here so they will be safe from any attacks by the local people. We will not return to our homes until all the people of Israel have received their portion of the land. Okay, here's verse 19. But we do not claim any of the land on the other side of the Jordan. We would rather live here on the east side and accept this as our grant of land. Come on now. You've been fighting for 40 years. This is actually the descendants. These are like the next generation that has been living in the world. They grew, they were born and living in the wilderness under the, the coming of the full promise of God. They grew up with God. They grew up like I'm trying to understand. Think of it like right now, like you, if you grew up only in the 2000s, you have no idea what the 80s and 90s really were like. You're just like looking at all of us older people and the nostalgia of back then, right? So you're these kids, these are these are basically kids coming to Moses and going, ah, we're gonna just stay right here. And he's like, dude, you know all of the mistakes that happened before you came about. Like, stop it. You guys have been journeying for so long for God's promise. And you're like, I'm good. I'm good. Don't date yourself, Doug. No, <laughs> I'll see you in the comments. <laughs> it's like, we're good. We're just going to stay here on the east side. We'll just stay over on this end. They're settling. And here's the point. God knows what you need. Don't you think that there's good pasture lands on that end for your cattle and your sheep? 
don't you think that there's good lands over there to fortify your towns for your children and your wives to uh, raise up and do what they need to do? Don't you think God knows what you need and is going to provide for you? This is literally a lack of trust in God. This is literally a lack of trust in God. Verse 20, then Moses said, if you keep your word and your and arm yourself for the Lord's battle, and if your troops cross the Jordan and keep fighting until the Lord has driven out uh, his enemies, then you may return with the Lord, um, may return when the Lord has conquered the land. When you have fulfilled your duty to the Lord and the rest of the people of Israel and the land on the east side of the Jordan will be your property from the Lord. Look, there's a point where um, God's going to allow you to to just do take what you get in, in your settlement. If you just want to settle, if you just want to uh, shortchange yourself, God will let you do that. God will let you do that. God will allow you, okay, you have free will, right? We've all done it and we've all been there. Like you shortchange yourself, fine, I'll let you do that. And this is, but God, and Moses is kind of like, all right, free will, you guys are good to go, but you're going to stay with the body. You're going to stay with what God wants the holistic nation to get done, you're going to go fight. Verse 23, but if you fail to keep your word, then you will have sinned against the Lord. Like, look, you made a promise now that you're going to still send your fighting guys to come fight the battles with the Lord. And you may be sure that your sin will find you out. Ooh, man, don't we say that? You may be sure that your sin will find you out. Basically, what that means is like, guess what? The Lord will and he does allow the repercussions of your sin to visit you. The repercussions of your sin will come about you. Don't come praying to the Lord after you sin and be like, Lord, don't don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. It's not the Lord hurting you. It's the natural, normal repercussions of your sin that will visit you. You chose to sin. You, you, what's going to happen is going to happen. It will find you out. It is the natural repercussion of your actions will happen. They will happen. Go ahead. Build your towns for your families and your pens and your flocks. Uh, but do everything you have promised. Keep your word. I know in earlier chapters, we even talked about like, you got to keep your word. Your word is bond. There is a big, big deal with that, right? We uh, A couple chapters earlier, we uh, read about how, um, men, if you make a promise, you better, you better uphold that, right? And then on top of it, you're also responsible for your ladies. Your word is so precious. Your word needs to be like this. This is sad in a society that we have to have contracts and lawyers and um, and all of these other instruments to basically force you to keep your word. Gone are the days that a handshake really honestly meant 
that is going to happen. That is almost written in stone. That's like, if me and Jesus shake hands and say, bro, we're going to do this together. We're going to do that together. We're going to go to war together. We're going to hold each other up. We're going to hold that handshake means something. And that needs to get revived more and more. And it needs to start in the kingdom of God. Keep your word. Keep what you said you're going to do. Keep your promises. If you don't, guess what? You're not just sinning against that person. You're also sinning against the Lord. Because what it, it what is a promise not kept? It's a lie. It's a lie. Now there's grace. We we all forget. Trust me, I'm a forgetful person. But you remind me, I'll turn. Oh my bad. Whew, turn around. I'll, we're there. But man, blatant like whew, I'm not doing that no more. Oh, I, I opened my mouth too quick. And this is what should teach us to hold our tongue more often so that we don't make foolish promises, so we don't make foolish commitments. That we are careful with our yeses and we're also careful with our noes. We need to, the power of words so much. Verse 25, then the men of Gad and uh, Reuben replied, we, your servants, will follow your instructions exactly. Our children, wives, livestock, and cattle will stay here in the towns of uh, Gilead. But all who are able to bear arms will cross over to fight for the Lord, just as you, as you have said. I'm going to tell you right now, if God has called you to a fight, you better show up. If God has called you to a fight, you better show up. You better show up. This is now here. It's like, yes, this is like, we got to send the fighting men. We've got to send those that are capable. I'm going to tell you right now, if God has called you to a fight, he's also equipped you with the right things to be able to handle that fight. Maybe it's an intellectual battle. He knows you're smart enough to handle it. You just can't be scared. If God has called you to a fight, guess what? It's the Lord's battle, but you got to show up. You got to be ready. Show up to the fight that the Lord has called you to. This is what the biggest thing that he's saying is like, look, God has called the whole nation of Israel to show up. Not just eight of the 12, not just nine of the 12. All 12. All 12 are supposed to show up. The totality of, of the his nation is there to show up for the fight. So guess what? If he's called you to fight, you better put all of it into it. Let's fight. Let's go. Whatever that is in your life, maybe there's a battle you're going through. And if there's a battle you're going through, let me uh, encourage you to, to put that in the chat, to pray for it. That Guess what? If there's a battle, we're a family. Let's go to war. Let's go to war and pray for each other. So if you are in a battle of something, all right, put it in the chat. You don't have to get per overly personal with it, but like put it in the chat. Let's pray and we'll go to war for each other. If you're listening to this later on, prayer at fusionchurch.cc. 
prayer at fusionchurch.cc. You can email us your prayer request. We would love to pray with you. The Lord's house is a house of prayer. Guess what? Our bodies are also the temple of the Holy Spirit. This is the house of the Lord. So I am supposed to be a prayer warrior for the Lord. Let's go. Let's pray. Let's go to war for each other. God has called us to be warriors. And if he's called you to a fight, and guess what? All of us are equipped to pray. So we can at least do that as far as going to war. And that's how we ultimately do this. Yes, there is a physicalness sometimes that we have to do. Yes, you have to show up. Yes, you have to be ready. Yes, there can be preparations you may have to do to fight the battle you need to do. If it's a health battle, you need to eat right. You need to exercise. You need to do what the doctor says. You need to do whatever. If it's a health battle, let's go. Let's do what the right thing is to do for the health battle. If it is a battle mentally, let's get smart. Maybe there's resources you need to dive into. Maybe there's education you need to get. Whatever, whatever it is, let's go and fight. Let's go with what God has called us to do. Do not shy away from this. This, this was huge for Moses to make sure that the whole nation fights for the whole nation. So Moses gave, or, and this is verse 28. So Moses gave orders to Eleazar the priest, Joshua, son of Nun, and the leaders to the clans of Israel. He said, the men of Gad and Reuben who are armed for battle must cross the Jordan with you to fight for the Lord. If they do, give them the land of Gilead as their pro property when the land is conquered. Yo, know, they want to stay back there? Fine. As long as they do this, they can, they can take their settlement. We'll let them have that. But guess what? God has called all of us to the fight. We're all going to go. But if they refuse to arm themselves and cross over with you, then they must accept the land with the rest of you in the land of Canaan. The tribes of Gad and Gilead, uh, the tribes of Gad and Reuben, not Gilead, uh, of Reuben said again, we are your servants and we will do as the Lord has commanded. We will cross the Jordan into Canaan fully armed, fully ready, fully trained, fully ready to go to fight the battle the Lord has called us to to fight for the Lord, but our property will be here on this side of the Jordan. So Moses uh, assigned <clears throat> land to the tribes of Gad, Reuben, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, all right, son of Joseph. So you got two and a half tribes staying back, right? There it is, the, the, the half of the tribe of Manasseh. He gave them the territory of King uh, uh, Sion, of the Amorites in the land of King Og uh, of Bashan, the whole land with its cities and surrounding lands. The descendants of Gad built the towns of uh, Dibon, Atora, Ara, Atara, Sophon, uh, Jazar, uh, Gogbea, uh, Beth Nimrah, Beth Haran. Uh, these were all fortified towns with pens for their flocks. The descendants of Reuben built the towns of Hezbon, Elelia, uh, Kir Athiam, Nebo, uh, Bela Melon, <coughs> uh, Sibma. Uh, they changed the names of some of the towns they conquered and rebuilt. 
Then the descendants of uh, Machir of the tribe of Manasseh uh, went into Gilead and conquered it. They drove out the Amorites living there. So Moses gave Gilead to the uh, Mechorites, uh, descendants of Manasseh, and they settled there. The people of Jer, uh, another clan of the tribe of Manasseh, captured many of the towns in Gilead and changed the name of their region to the towns of Jer. Meanwhile, a man named uh, Noba captured the town of uh, Kenneth and its surrounding villages, and he, he renamed uh, that area Noba after himself. So ultimately is, again, I said our word of the day is wholehearted. None of this will be a problem. None of this will be uh, is anything that we would need to be concerned with if we are wholeheartedly following the Lord. As much as we wholeheartedly follow the Lord like God, with everything I have, with everything you want, I will do it. I am here for you. I want to wholeheartedly follow you and your word. The best of my ability, the best that I can do, the best that I can, uh, am physically able and mentally capable, I want to follow you. And so ultimately that comes with, that's what it comes down to. Are we wholeheartedly not half-heartedly, not two-thirds heartedly, not uh, three-fourths heart, whatever fraction you want to say, is it 100% I am wholeheartedly following the Lord? And the easy thing to say as Christianese is absolutely. But we all know those areas where we say, you know what? My sheep are good here. You all go on, but I'm good back here. I know God has bigger and greater things for us as a community, as a church, as whatever. But you know what? I'm good back here. My preferences are holding me back. My What I currently see as my current situation, my comfort, my comfort is your comfort holding you back from the Lord. I'm telling you right now, your comfort will be your biggest enemy in your wholeheartedness to following the Lord. That is the, oh my gosh, we see this time and time again. Your comfort and your preferences. Your comfort and your preferences. Don't let those get in the way of wholeheartedly following what God has for you. Your comfort and your preferences. God, change, make me uncomfortable for you. Well, what a dangerous prayer that is, but a good one. Change my, my comfort level, Lord. Show me and where, because stretching doesn't come in comfort, right? But man, stretching makes us more flexible. But stretching makes us more capable. Stretching makes us uh, more limber and being able to do more things when we are stretched out, when we are actually, our bodies are able to do more of that. Our range of motion becomes bigger. Our capability becomes greater. But guess what? Our comfort holds us back from stretching. 
our preferences. Nope, I wasn't built like that. Nope, that's not me. And we all know that that is not wholeheartedly following the Lord. Understand that God didn't call them to fight just to fight. God called them to fight because he has blessing on the other side. So when we wholeheartedly follow the Lord and we show up for the battle in which he's called us to go into, understand that there is the fullness of his blessing on the other side. The fullness of his blessing. When we wholeheartedly follow the Lord, let's get the full blessing on that other side. Let's not settle for what our sheep want us to do. Let's go full force into what God wants us to do. I pray that this encourages you today. I know that it's a little bit in your face. I know it's a little bit uh, more of a challenge. And yeah, it's a stretch this morning, right? It's a stretch. But where is that area that we can stretch so we can wholeheartedly really open? Like if you do this stretch right here and you spread your arms out wide and it really just stretches that chest muscle and just open your heart up even more to what God wants to do. Again, if uh, you're listening to this later on, please, we love to pray at Fusion Church. So prayer at fusionchurch.cc. We'd love to hear all of your prayers. Uh, And again, on the chat, uh, we are here for you. We love you guys. uh, And we're all about moving and growing you deeper into the Lord. Let's pray. Let's have a great Thursday. And let's, uh, let's jump into a great weekend as well. Lord, we just thank you so much for um, for your word. I know it's very in your face. It's very, um, you know, at first when we read this, we just think, oh, well, that's, that's just an interesting thing that happened. But we really see what's going on here. We really see like what Moses' concern was because he understands the actions and things of others and have such a repercussion on onto the greater body. And so, Lord, we just pray that we are wholeheartedly following you, that we are wholeheartedly wanting to see your will come to fruition, Lord. And we know that in that comes with blessings for us because you love us so much. Lord, we just, we want to pray and worship you so much, Lord. So we just pray that you, you show us where we can stretch, where we can grow, where we can uh, open up to even following you with even more of our heart to give you as much as we possibly can, Lord. We want to follow you wholeheartedly today and going forward. May also what we do influence others to also wholeheartedly follow you, also praise your name, and to go further into what your will is for us, Lord. May we not settle for second best. May we not settle for just what our sheep and cattle want, but may we go into the land that you have for us, that your perfect will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we just thank you. We praise this all in your mighty, precious name. Amen and amen. Love you guys. Have a great one. Uh, Also, this weekend, um, what is God's will for my life? What a great series we're going to be jumping into this weekend, so you won't want to miss it. We'll see you then. God bless. Take care. Have a great Thursday.